Is this thing on? I can never get enough volume. There it is. There it is. Y'all are savages sending me all of these, sending me some of these pictures and then posting these pictures in yes. other groups. Your red box game has been on point, let me just say. The editing game has been on point with different people. Oh my gosh, there's been... Standing before the evil thing that we do not talk about in the red box. You guys, I tell you what, you have made my 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 week yes. with all these red, bo uh, red box pictures. Like Miss said, your editing game is also on point. There are people, there have been pictures photoshopped of people standing beside red boxes it's good stuff. <laughs> it's good it seemed stuff. like it reached home. The point was made. The point thank was you made. Very much. <laughs> and uh, so I wanted to thank you all for sending all that over yes. and uh, providing me with a lot of entertainment over the past few days. By the way, and I realize, Miss, we don't say this stuff enough. Mm -hmm. We don't give people contact information much on the show these days. Yeah. And we also don't talk about our private group that people can join. If uh, if you're on Facebook. And you want to join up with a bunch of heathens like us. Uh, <laughs> uh, the Fraternal Order of Hillbilly Broadcast is a group. You can search for it on Facebook. And, is it public uh, or is it private? It's, it's public as far as you can find it. You have to be approved okay. to join it. Okay. But um, yeah, We just had a bunch of people in flux want to be a part of it. Invited yeah. by a certain man from Texas. <laughs> oh, oh, super Texas Ben Wyvern? Is that the old big, big Texas or whatever, big Texas. Well, I, we always call him Texas, Texas ben. ben, but somebody called him Super Texas, I think, the other day oh, or boy. something. I think that, I them like that. Texas people and their attitudes are <laughs> enough. I've heard about them, and I thought West Virginia was bad. No, people are known for their Texas attitudes. People from Texas enjoy being from they Texas. They are proud. In fact, they're like, don't you come here. We got no room for you. No, it's because their attitudes are too big. Ben, I'm sorry. I, I just want to say. <laughs> I'm just giving them a hard time. <laughs> I know nothing about Texas. I really... I'd like to go one of these days. Yeah. Ben's invited me down different times. One of these days, I'll have to take him up on that. Uh, so uh, join us there at the Fraternal Order of Hillbilly Broadcast. Uh, you can send us emails at hillbillybroadcast at AOL.com. We do have a phone line. You can reach out to us. So you can send text. You can call us 857-250-0196. Anyways, on to the topic at hand. There's a guy out there named Dan Downing. And I, I don't think that I had... Maybe I'd heard of Dan when I was younger. Uh, I definitely was aware of his father. Dan's dad was Millard Downing, who was um, the president of Camp Gilead many, many years. Okay, so like none of this stuff rings a bell for me at all because I, you know I am cult BMC exclusive. You guys were you, you probably not allowed. Than I would. Yeah, right. no idea. Absolutely no idea. So Camp Gilead, there are several of our listeners will know who, what Camp Gilead is. For those that don't, Camp Gilead is uh, uh, pretty radical in their conservative standards and what mm, they believe. Like, like real strict or are we talking... I am guessing, Miss, that they would look at the BMC as being too worldly. That would be my guess. I could be wrong. Really? My opinion. Yes. Now, That's saying something. Well, a lot of what I hear that you've told me about the BMC is, is not too foreign from what I was around, except for the BMC believed in divorce and remarriage. That's what would peg you guys as yes. liberal, because yes. the, the churches here that, that I grew up attending. But, well, hold on, hold on. 
But about that BMC, like divorce and remarriage thing, there were some BMC that did not believe in it at all. I think so I had heard it that. It was like kind of split between some believed, some didn't. My dad would always say like there would never be a general moderator who'd been divorced and remarried or someone at all, like, you know, in a position of significant power within the Bible Missionary Church that had been divorced and remarried because they had that sullied mark on them. I see. But anyways. So they said, accepted it, but they didn't. Uh, least... Certain ones did, certain ones didn't. If you were going to have a position of power, you could not. You, you just were not. I don't want to say could not, but you were not divorced and remarried. It's one of those things, I'm guessing, where it's not in writing, but it's still a rule. Yeah. Which happens a lot in the CETM. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. They love And I've noticed, too, there's a lot of things that you might not even hear a preacher say from the platform, but it's still still enforced Mm, in, in the CHM. The way it's usually done is by people coming to you and saying something or, you know, people... uh, uh, you know, like maybe the pastor pulling you aside or something. For example, a bright red dress. Like we're talking bright red dress. I have yet to see anybody in the church who wore anything, just straight bright red dress. Really? I, I honestly, I've seen, I saw one lady who, a Mormon lady who wore one. And I remember thinking it was the most beautiful color. Absolutely You're talking gorgeous. about specifically I'm talking BMC. Specifically BMC. I don't think I've ever seen anybody in a straight red dress. No other added color to it, just red dress. Hmm. I do remember hearing preachers preach against flashy colors, mm-hmm. stuff like that. In fact, we always kind of would, would joke a little bit about some of the Allegheny preachers back in the day because their typical attire was black suit, black tie, white shirt. Mm-hmm. My dad, to this day, that's what he loves. So I'm guessing that, that Camp Gilead would, they would probably hold to the no grounds quote I, position. Probably. Uh, and I think a lot of Camp Gilead did have a lot of influence down here in West Virginia. And in fact, we had a lot of the same evangelists that would be at Camp Gilead mm. would come through here. Interesting. Um, for instance, like Ricky Rose, I think I heard him at Camp Gilead. Also, he would come down here and, and, and preach. Bill McCoy, who, who was, I think, the vice president of Camp Gilead when I was a kid. This would have been the late 90s when I can remember going there. He would, we would have him for revival at our church. Archie Atwell Jr. Mm-hmm, I recognize that one. Um, he would be up there, and so it was. There was a lot of influence, and, and they're they're a very hardcore outfit. Uh, so, anyways, back to Dan Downing. So, Dan's dad Millard was was the president there for a long time, and uh, Dan Downing was a CHM preacher at one time himself. Yeah, for what denomination? I don't know all the de- denominations. I know he did pastor at Pilgrim Holiness Church for a while. I, I'm, I'm sure when I talk to him, he'll correct me on anything I've gotten yeah. wrong here. So, so he, he was a CHM preacher for a long time, and then he began to realize some things about the movement. That he, he started a deeper walk with God. Yes, I have learned that. That's my new thing now. My I am not. I'm no longer doing the taught relationship. I am now have my own personal deeper relationship with God. Mm. It's a good way of putting it. Mm-hmm. So Dan, Dan began to question some things about the CHM, and he eventually left the CHM. Now, I've gotten to know Dan over the course of probably the past year, year and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, you talk to him, like you said, regularly, like every Monday or something? Well, it's not every Monday, but we do talk on a fairly regular basis, and for sometimes uh, for two and three hours at a time. <laughs> and uh, Dan, Dan is a top-notch guy. He's a very cool individual. In fact... 
you were pining yesterday because you wondered what I wonder what Dan Downing is doing because like we were having a conversation and you suddenly were like, I wonder what he's doing because we usually are having this conversation. So Dan Downing, you actually made our conversation between my husband and I while we were doing yard work yesterday. You were brought up very fondly. Here he was. <laughs> this is getting really awkward. This sounds <laughs> sounds so bad when you describe it like that. <laughs> sounds so weird. No, it was just saying you, you enjoy his friendship, which is nice. Yes, that is very yes. good to have people that you can enjoy talking to people like for hours. Sure, that's good. So, Dan, um, pastor. Uh, of course, he was a, a CHM pastor there in this. I think his his uh, voyage out of the CHM happened uh, roughly the nineties ish took him several years to, you know, walk all the way through Mm -hmm. as it did for us as well, miss. Yeah. You know, and I think a lot of people kind of go through that. You start to question and then Mm -hmm. over a course of time, uh, then you're like, okay, I'm done. Yeah. And, and that growth and that relationship with God does take time because in order to grow, it does growth takes time. Mm Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm glad people don't instantly just suddenly be like, this is exactly right. No, it, it does take time and it should as it sure. should take time. And a lot of us, you know, leaving, it was, it was a very careful process because yes. we, we were verifying things. Yes. We didn't leave because I was like, hey, screw this. I want, to, I want to have more fun. It wasn't that at all. It was, you start searching out individual topics and realizing, Hey, that something's not lining up here. And then something's not lining up with that issue. And, right. and that takes time. Yeah. It takes time. Well, anyways, from what I understand, Dan was looked at pretty harshly in the 90s by the CHM for because leaving. Because this is a leader, like the vice president, excuse me, son, who was stepping away CHM from... CHM royalty, I guess you could say. Training up a, had a child in the way he should go. He had a good last name, mm-hmm. and he left the movement. Yeah. So Dan was pastoring at the time, and he still pastors to this day. Mm-hmm. The same church, by the way. Really? Which is a... In my opinion, that's very cool. The church kind of walked through that with him. Of course, he had some issues, and as one would think, sure would happen. Had a split and whatever. And and there were a lot of people left, but Dan still pastors the same church uh, down in North Carolina. I could say from my personal conversations with Dan, he comes across to me as a very sincere, very devout believer and follower of Christ. Mm. He's serious about what he does. He's serious about the gospel. And he's not out there looking for a lesser way, as they like to accuse all of us of looking for. An easier way? Right. Yeah. (laughs) Those that call it that have not left. Oh, gosh, yes. Ain't that correct? (laughs) But anyways, go ahead. Yeah. It's not exactly easy. No. And uh, I I remember Natalie made this point as well at at the Call to Freedom Conference. If you think it's easy, why don't you give it a whirl? Yeah. Give it a whirl. Try saying you don't believe it that way no more. Uh-huh. And see what, how you get treated, what stories you hear about yourself, like everything. Your Absolutely. friends, your family, yep. your church will be non-existent, which kind of goes along with that post that I made today. And I know kind of you thought it was different than the way I was trying to portray it, so we kind of have our little spat about that. Um, but we were talking about that because families literally forsake their family mm-hmm. over church. They sure do. And that kind of goes along with what I was talking about with a friend of mine. Her family does not see her grandkids now because she is choosing the church over her grandkids. That says something. That says something right there. When you are willing to forsake 
forsake all to follow the Lord, and it's not really the Lord they're following. Yeah. It's 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 made up man made rules. Mm-hmm. Sure is. Yeah. So, anyways, as as you could imagine, I've heard that over the years there were several times that Dan was used as sermon illustrations, mm. and I can remember Miss different times hearing preachers during revival just ranting and raving about uh, someone. And preachers they always have a way about doing it. They won't call your name out. At least holding the CHM preachers won't. There are some others that, um, mm-hmm. in the Pentecostal side of the holiness movement. Some of them guys can get pretty down. The pretty let's get, get straight get to the savage. point. Savage. They get very savage. You think I'm bad going for the throat? Yeah. They're worse. Yeah. They, they are literally just like crucifying these people. <laughs> they sound like they've been listening to John Baker. He's like, I want names, Phil. I want names. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's kind of like Greg Locke. Name it off. Oh, some people, people will just some of those preachers, man. They'll just. They'll go at it. Oh, man. But I can remember the different sermon illustrations about um, one in particular sticks out to me. I don't know who it was about. It might have been about Dan, for all I know. Mm. There was a church, and they used to be so strong in the holiness way. And I was by there the other day, and you know they serve coffee and donuts now. Just Is this what you're going to play? No, no, no. This is completely oh, okay. different than what we're about to. Okay. I'm, just, I'm just remembering yeah. some of the instances of... of Oh, we've heard about that. Oh yeah, yeah. The, like the when they made a perfect, like a perfect example at what ICHA or IHC, I think it was. <sighs> I forget. Where, um, they were talking about Mark Heskett's church. Yes, because they had started. Because uh, they started doing mm-hmm. coffee and donuts, and they had a wonderful youth group that was going on, mm-hmm. and they were reaching out to the community. Like we're talking about kids getting saved and coming in and like learning about Jesus when they didn't know about it. And questioning like sanctification, and they had like so many different questions. Yeah. I have never seen a church more confused about sanctification in my life. And what I mean by that is everybody had a different story about it. I think that's the CHM in general. No, that, that, for sure. Yeah. Me and you have talked different yes. times about how you would hear one preacher yes. and he would give his version of what the second work of grace is. Yep. And then you would hear another preacher and he would give his version of it. And they didn't line up. Mm-mm. In fact, I can remember one time going to the altar when Sheldon Stevens was preaching. Mm-hmm. And he was coming down the line on the second work. And I went to the altar at Clinton camp and uh, convinced myself I'd got it. And I'm like, yeah, finally. Mm-hmm. And then I heard another preacher about a, to heaven now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> heard another preacher about a year or two later, and he preached it different. I'm like, that's not what I got. And then just mm-hmm. was sitting confused, trying to figure it out. And uh, of course, you know, my way of thinking is much different on sanctification these days. We'll probably have to cover that in another episode. That's a very that, in-depth that's topic. Another topic altogether. Yes. Yeah. But um, so anyways, you know, the, these, the CHM would use illustrations of, of preachers. And, oh, yeah. And from what I understand, Dan was used as the, uh, you know, kind of the butt of many of those illustrations over mm-hmm. the years about how, you know, how the mighty have fallen oh, and taken a lesser route. Oh, boy. But I was uh, made aware the other day of a, of a clip where uh, a guy was preaching about Dan. Mm. Use Dan as an illustration. And, and I confirmed um, uh, Dan Downing when I was talking with him on the phone. He, he confirmed this to me that uh, the clip was actually this was him in the story. Oh, boy. So what we'll do, <laughs> we'll just go ahead and play this. I, I, I want you to keep in mind what I've said about Dan, how he's a very devout, very devoted pastor, follower of Christ. Mm-hmm. Now let's listen to this clip from uh, Shelbyville Bible Holiness Church in Indiana. 
And uh, let's listen to Pastor Joe Smith give this illustration. Okay. I have a friend of mine that came to hear me preach. I was in Bible school with him. At one time, he was a well-respected, known preacher in our movement. He's long since left our movement. I was preaching in another state, and he came to hear me. And when it was over with, we went out to, after the service was over, we went out to a, some kind of an all-night restaurant, and we sat and talked for a long, long time about things. This is a man that when we were in Bible school would have felt like that I was rather liberal. At one time, he was definitely to the right of me. But now he's thrown everything away. But at least when we started talking about mixed bathing, he explained to me that there's modest swimsuits and immodest. By immodest, he meant bikinis. That's immodest in his view. Modest bathing suits would, may, would be maybe a one-piece At least he acknowledges that there is maybe something that would distinguish modesty and immodesty. However, when you see where his family's at today and when you see them, they have no thought of even remotely trying to be careful in their lifestyle. So what I'm trying to say is there are people that very, very much feel like that I'm the weak brother. I'm the weak brother because I don't believe in dancing. I'm the weak brother because I think social drinking is wrong. I'm the weak brother because I think to strip your clothes all off violates scripture and makes you immodest. What you just heard is total bull. And there's so many things there to, yeah. to, to dissect. The first thing that jumps out to me he said that Dan, again, he didn't use Dan's name, but Dan confirmed. The other side of the story. He is, and and, and yeah. I, I want to say as well, Dan also said, you know, I, I love this guy. Like, he, he, as far as I know, he still considers him a friend and all that. Mm -hmm. They just have a, they disagree strongly on mm -hmm. CHM standards. Sure. And, and Dan confirmed it. Yes, I, um, it was me and him. And we went and set it an all-night burger joint or whatever it was. And yeah. we had a discussion about swimwear. So one of the things that really jumps out to me, did you notice he said he's thrown everything away? Yes. yes, that was the first thing that got me. And I'm like, but he hasn't. Not at all. He's not saying to go worship stones now. He's no. actually pointing people to Jesus. Now, if I was listening to this with no context at all, I would think that we were talking about someone that had departed the faith. Clearly. Yes. Because that's what he just said. Yes. He everything. Said he threw everything away. Not once, but I think he's talking about a guy that has pastored for, for many, many years, a yeah. very successful church, mm -mm. You know, and continues to do that. But it makes you wonder, okay, a lot of times with the CHM, things come down to definitions. So what is your definition of everything? Yeah. Are your standards? Is that really everything? Do you notice that though that he immediately went to standards after he said he threw everything away mm -hmm. based upon his point of view on standards? Well, to the CHM, everything is standards. The outward appearance 
it portrays what you are on the inside. So if you're dressing like a CHM person, then you obviously got the goods. That is, that's the way they look at it. Yeah. That's the way I used to look at it. Let me put it that <laughs> way. Because like you can have a beautiful, like to them, as long as you're beautiful on the outside, that means you're good on the inside. And that's not true at all. I think it's a very strong indicator, yes. Yes. And, and to me, I mean, you think about everything, and it's like, okay, what, what is the gospel? Mm-hmm. You know, the, the gospel is very, very simple. Right. You know, Jesus came, died for our sins. Mm-hmm. Rose again, went back to heaven. Exactly right. And he's coming back for us that believe on him. Yes, and you think about what Paul told the jailer, you know, to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, thou shalt be saved. So do we really mean everything there, Pastor Joe Smith? Everything? No. We don't think everything. I, I, I don't. It's almost mind-blowing. So a guy disagrees with you on standards, and you now portray him as this? If, if that's the case, man, your definition of everything is so shallow. Oh, my gosh, it's so shallow. I, I love the shock factor that he went with, too, because when he started to portray Dan Downing, he said, someone very well-known in the church, <laughs> or whatever term he used, mm-hmm. He's like a, a very popular person. Okay. Okay. Like you, you have to increase your shock factor here by adding, oh, this person was well known. You might, in fact, know this person. Mm-hmm. Like, great. He's, in, he's definitely a very good entertainer because he's very dramatic. Yes. <laughs> he threw, yes. like, he threw all caution to the wind and with his story and just completely made it. Let me make him the worst looking person possible because he has an opinion about bathing suits. Do you notice the little backhanded thing, too, where he said something about, uh, some, uh, to, to the effect of, well, at least he admits that modesty is important, or however it was he said it. That, that there's a certain amount of, like, too modesty or what. Okay, whatever. You know what part got me the worst, though, on this whole thing? That, that, that part was bad. Granted, yes, that's about Dan Downing. However, he took it a step further and blamed him for his children's appearance. Now, I have never seen this guy's kids, uh, Dan Downing's kids. I've never seen a picture of it. In fact, I've seen a picture of him and his wife, and I know they both have glasses on in the one picture, and she has short hair. I've just seen a picture of Dan Downing and his wife. That's seriously all I've seen from him commenting on our pictures of our baby boy. So I've not gone digging and seeing his family. However, according to this man here, his kids, Dan Downing's kids, are absolutely like have no sense of modesty whatsoever, and they are like terrible people. And he completely judges That's the way them. it's portrayed. Yes. He's in judging fact, the kids based on appearances. Again. If I'm, if I'm not mistaken, the way he said it was they, they give no thought to careful living. Now, this sounds like someone that's just, I don't know, maybe they're, you know, are they drunks? I don't, yeah. It sounds like they're yeah. living I, pretty wild, right? You know, my brain goes immediately to um, some of the worst things possible as in CHM pastors. And no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, it actually reminds me of people that are people of ill repute, such as, and for example, this is what common people would say, people that are um, strippers and they're going around naked all the time and like all this, these little things. Like, or somebody that's a hard party or something. Are they a like, nudist colony? Are, yeah. they, are, they, are they a part of a nudist colony that or something? Here's like, the thing. Dan Downing told me all of his kids are followers of Christ today. All good of them. Good for him. Very good for him. Does that sound like that? No. What, does, does, At all. Is, is, is it Pastor Joe Smith? Is he describing that? No. He's saying that somebody has no thought. What, what do you mean? Your definition of, of, of careful living, it, it, again, it's so shallow. 
And, and so they don't line up to what you think. So therefore, they're just completely out. They're completely out. Well, it goes back to the whole, um, they were raised better than this and they threw everything away. That, that's the whole thing they boil it down to. It's all for naught because, you know, God taught you better than that and you're refusing to listen to God. Yes. That's the pitch they give. You're exactly right. You're exactly right. You notice here the straw, the straw men that holiness mm-hmm. people uh, build. The all or nothing effect. Well, they they blow things out of proportion. Oh, they yeah. do not. They do not portray people like me and you, Miss, accurately. No. There at the end, he said, oh, "Just because I don't uh, believe in, but I think it's immodest to take off all your clothes." I believe that too, dude. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure Dan Downing and his entire family feels the same way. That's not what this discussion was about, mm-hmm. now was it? Mm-mm. It was about whether bathing suits are modest or not. And I noticed this with the CHM. They do this all the time. It's almost like they will refuse to portray us accurately. They, they build this, this thing, this straw man, and then they attack that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, dude, that's, that's, that little stuffed animal with me that you've built over there, it does not reflect what I feel or believe at all. Yeah. Not at all. Now, what they're talking about, you know, so Dan believes that there are swimsuits that are modest. Mm-hmm. Okay, I can get on board with that. Yeah, sure. Yeah, there's, there is so many different types of swimsuits. Like they even have swimsuits for Muslims, Pentecostal people. Like there's all different types of swimsuits. Sure. And I also know that there are swimsuits that are immodest. Oh, yeah. That are inappropriate for both men and women. You know, uh, and trust me, I've talked with Dan. He feels the same way, the exact same way. Okay, no big deal, dude. No big deal. But just because of that, this pastor portrays Dan as a, a pretty much a, it, the way that it's coming across to me it, as an out-and-out sinner whose kids are just a basket case and don't care <laughs> about immoral, morals at all. Immoral people. Right. And that's, no sense of decency at all. That is so untrue. Yeah. The CHM will do this time and time mm-hmm. and time again. Even in personal conversations with people that I've had, where they're like, you know, I just see people that leave the movement and um, oh, they, their lives are just a wreck. I'm like, who are you watching? Who are you looking at? Because the person I'm seeing um, still pays their tithe. Wow, you know, <laughs> to the BMC or that, that's a big thing for you know churchy people. Oh, yeah. And then for churchy um, people. <laughs> <laughs> so then you have people that you know they are still doing things they probably would usually do, but they're just not going to your church. And they may be wearing wedge sandals instead of wearing your flat ballet flats mm-hmm. with uh, stockings. Um, I mean, they're little things, but you know, their life's a wreck. Their life is a wreck. You should see them. Oh my goodness. Like it's just the simplest things can be going on and they're making such a big deal about it. And the only thing that has changed is they're going to a different church. Again, it's what's your definition of a wreck, my man? Yeah. Because are there are there people that have left the CHM and their lives have fallen apart? Probably, yeah. Absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. There are people that have nervous breakdowns. Absolutely. And there, there, and there are like people... Suicidal. Man, stutter. Good Lord. There are people <laughs> that abandon the faith mm-hmm. when they leave the CHM. There are some people that have gone completely like the opposite direction. Sure. Where they don't even know what they believe, so they believe everything that's thrown at them because they've been forced to believe mm-hmm. something for so long and did not have a choice. Now they're to the point that they believe anything. 
There And there are also people that I notice, like in the case of some of the ones that leave Scientology or something like that, when they leave that cult, then they believe nothing mm-hmm. because they're like, I got hoodwinked once. You ain't yeah. doing that again to me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there are tragic cases of people that leave the CHM. I know a lot of people that have left right. and have left successfully and are... Successful people to this day have beautiful lives. They're serving God. Like exactly right. Their lives are not falling apart. No. In fact, these people, whenever the CHM people or whatever group it is, when they find out that they are actually succeeding and surviving without that organization that either kicked them out slashed they left, they're shocked. I was just having this conversation like literally an hour ago with my dad how people are very shocked whenever they see someone who is actually doing well and haven't lost their marbles because their foundation was ripped out from under them, mm. yeah. which is pitiful. You expect them to fail. And all they are telling you is God is leading me elsewhere. And the, what you hope and what you think is going to happen with somebody is mm, they're going to fail. They're going to fail. Makes for a good sermon illustration. Oh, it's, it's so sad. That's used then as a, as a weapon of fear to keep the remaining sheep in line. If you leave, look what will happen to you. If you leave, you're going to be very happy and you're going to another church that loves Jesus. And it, <laughs> they don't portray that picture. All they say is the blanket statement of they're a wreck. Okay, so give me an example of how they're a wreck. Oh, they just believe anything now. Give me an example of how they believe everything. They can't give you one. They're just doing these whole things of they got so far away from God. No, actually, that person is still believing in God and was witnessing to someone down the street that I've never seen you do. Sure. If anything, I see people more on fire for God once they leave versus being in it. Absolutely. (laughs) This thing with these, these preachers being dishonest, now, I have this debate with myself a lot. Are they lying or do they just mm. believe? Because a lie is intentional. Am I correct? Okay. So a lie, yes, it is intentional. It is given with the intention of someone believing a falsehood. So it's, it's very intentional. You can yes. say something that's, that's untrue, but are you not lying if you actually believe that that's true? Like I can tell you right now, the walls in this room are green, okay? I can tell you that, but I can tell you in different ways. Like, I, the walls in here are green. And you're going to be like, <laughs> yeah, she's totally kidding. So if you actually believe that those but walls are green, that's I, not a lie, right? Right, because I am not now intentionally it, making you believe something. But it's, it's not true. Right. But you're still My not lying. Intention. intention is all of it. Intention is completely That's all of it. where I think that CHM preachers are at. And I may be being too gracious with that. Mm-hmm. Because there's a lot of stuff comes out of the CHM that you're like, that is not true at all. The yeah. way you're describing this person or representing this, this situation, mm-hmm. it's just not true. But I think a lot of them, they actually believe it. I'll give you an example. I think we covered this several months back. Okay. Pastor James Plank was talking about the parody accounts that have popped up mm-hmm. as of late, <laughs> which, let me state again, we have nothing to do with. It's not us. Nope. <laughs> I don't even know who a lot, like the ones they're who they're powered by. I really don't. I, it's just not worth it to me. But anyways, yes, go ahead. So he was saying there that these things have, have 
popped up and that there was one that was representing him. Mm -hmm. And he said that some of the posts are even pornographic in nature. (laughs) And I'm like, Jim, okay, I'm not saying. What were they even pictures of? Because I know you've seen it more than I have. I've seen their posts. How are they pornographic in nature? They're not. So what I'm getting to is I understand, Jim, it might not be the most productive thing in the world. I get that. It might offend you. It would probably get under my skin too. But you can't say that it's pornographic. Yeah. Unless I'm missing something. Yeah. But I, 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 I've seen these posts. I've, I've seen tons of them. There's several accounts out there that are, that are the parody accounts. The different things I saw, like one, I think it was maybe the description of the account. One of them was, had a little bit of a questionable, one of the interests or what, whatever his occupation was or something like that it was a little bit off color. Well, maybe that's what he was talking about. I believe that's what it might have been. However, oh boy. When you look at the CHM and the, what they even just consider flirting or just anything sexual at all, in their mind, that could be straight up porn anyways. You could look at elbows, like a, a big, huge <laughs> magazine full of elbows, and they would say that was pornographic in nature. They might. They might. So I think they're meaning more the intention of the account. Maybe so. I still don't get but it. But still, it was That's... not pornographic. If that's his version of porn, oh boy, he's in for a <laughs> wonderful time. Oh, jeez. You know, a lot of people too might wonder why we play clips like this. One, one reason why is this is one of the best ways for me to accurately portray what these gentlemen have said. Mm-hmm. Yes. Without me sitting here and embellishing and trying to uh, remember what it was, and then I'm probably going to put my own bias into it. That just happens when you're telling a story. I can play, like tonight, Joe Smith's very words, and you can hear exactly what it was. Because I think that's more, that's more productive yep. than doing what Joe Smith was doing to, allegedly, yes. <laughs> to Dan Downing. Because, <laughs> according to him, Dan Downing's a lost cause, man. Well, like it, he, he gone, man. He now, gone. if you portray him accurately, you can actually sit and think about Okay, mm-hmm. what did the guy say? What's he believe? And let me mull it over. Right. This is, um, this is very, very far from that. <laughs> and it's sad. And I, I, I wish they would knock it off. Yes. Because it's, it's not honest. It's the, not honest at the, all. Uh, intentional over-exaggeration. Which, I mean, if he were to say, okay, I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm exaggerating a little bit. Like, if he would have even said that, give yourself some grace, man. Because... What you just said is not truthful. It's not. So you need to be like, mm, okay, I'm exaggerating. But, you know, he did get, like, does not believe some of the stuff that he believed back in the day. Like, no. If he were even to offer a little bit of explanation or something, but instead of like doing that, but you know, that takes a little work to be a little more intentional than to say he threw it all away. You know, you'll hear a lot of people from the CHM talk about how people have changed mm-hmm. over the years mm-hmm. or they will praise someone that is a consistent saint and they have never changed. They have not changed in 40 years. Oh, I've heard that. And, and that's and, and a lot of people will look at that and be like, oh man, that's very good. I, I tend to disagree. I think, and Joe Rogan made me think about this one time, Reverend Joe Rogan. <laughs> and he this said, you know. Righteous reverend. <laughs> <laughs> because this is used in politics a lot too. 
They'll say. Ten years ago, he wouldn't believe he didn't believe this. Yeah. Well, no duh, dude. Yeah. And and one of the things that Rogan said was he said, you know, nobody is the same person they were five years ago. Oh, thank God. He said, I'm not the same person I was one year ago. Yeah. You you learn things, you have life experience, you you gain more information, more knowledge, and you change your views over time. That's a good thing. If I learn uh, more information that completely disproves a view that I had, I would be a fool to keep, mm-hmm. to maintain that same viewpoint. Exactly. Yeah, I was just talking to a friend of mine about that because, like, I came across a post or something that, oh boy, I couldn't believe I said some of these things and I felt awful. And I'm sure that one day I'm going to have to apologize to this person. I, I don't know if I ever run into them because I think it needs to be done in person instead of. I don't know. I just, it's something that has crossed my mind that maybe I do need to do because I was a complete idiot and I was insensitive and I was a very judging person. So when I came across this post, I completely was like, oh my goodness, I'm glad I'm not that person that I was uh-huh. five, 10 years ago, whenever this was. And it really reminded me like, thank God that we are able to become better people more knowledgeable, more sensitive, more patient, you know, with wisdom or with age comes wisdom and like you're more patient with things. And that that is definitely true. That really is true because the only person I have ever known to be perfect is God. And that's why he's able to remain unchanging. Sure. Because he's already like, he is the cream of the crop. Like he is at the top. He's done everything perfect. He has never once done anything wrong. And that's why we need to be changing. So for someone to say, you know what? I've been for 40 years, I've been serving God and I have not changed. I, that concerns me. That concerns me because that means you're still drinking milk and you're not you know, <laughs> growing sure. in Christ. So yeah, that, that concerns me. And I know they mean, you know, oh, I've, I've been serving God for the last 40 years. Okay, then say it like that. Don't say you haven't been changing. Because if I start asking you questions, your point of view, how you are, is definitely going to be changed. If I were to ask them about certain things, they'll be like, oh, I've never changed. Mm, yeah, no, you like mustard on your sandwich now instead of mayonnaise. That's changed. <laughs> you know, to kind of have that viewpoint that people should never change or, or glorifying people that never change, it's almost implying that they reached a point where they figured it all out. Oh, yeah, perfection. And then, and then stayed that way for 40-some years. And you think about <laughs> the arrogance of that. Yes. And, and I'm talking to myself just as much as anyone else because I used to be this way. You think we were the ones that had, that we figured it all out. Yeah. We had it figured out. It's like now as I look back, I'm like, oh my Lord, we were an arrogant bunch, weren't we? Yes. Which like goes along with like what I said too about the being immature. That immaturity has not changed. Mm. 40 years later you're still immature saying that you have not changed. Anyways, that's our episode on Dan Downing. He's a fantastic awesome. guy, by the way. We love you, Dan, very much. By the way, check out his you church. You love him. I don't know him. You've never talked to him, have you? I have never talked to this Stay away from Dan. He's my friend. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Maybe I have on Facebook briefly, briefly, briefly. He's a cool guy. Yeah. He's very cool. And you know, I have yet to come across someone that... Uh, has said something bad about Dan. He has a very good reputation. Unless I was to talk to Joe Smith, probably. He'd probably have something bad to say. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
according to Joe Smith, he threw it all away. So, <laughs> oh boy. Um, well, we do may, need to make a trip down south. If you want, go check out Dan Downing's church. They're on Facebook. They live stream, I think, also yeah. on YouTube. That's called Heath Church. It's there in uh, North Carolina. One of my favorite candy bar. <laughs> it's actually spelled just like the candy bar. Yes. Check him out and uh, listen to Dan preach. He's he's very good, mm-hmm. very good preacher, and he's a he's a very cool individual as well. And one of the biggest cheerleaders. You said. Oh, give that absolutely. Man, give that man a little bit of clout. Yep. So uh, go visit Dan. He's thrown it all away, Downing. <laughs> <laughs> visit visit his church on Facebook. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> all right, you good, Miss? I'm good too. We'll see y'all next time. I love you.